I'm ready. All right, here we go. We are starting in five, four, three, two. The Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. So cute when they the silent one and then they point to you and you're like, You gotta start it. Guys, welcome to the Comedy Store Podcast. I would say usually I'm Eleanor Kerrigan and then point to Rick Ingram. He's not here tonight. Uh Rick has some family stuff to do, but we are here with the great Julia Razi. Yeah, hi. Say it right. Yeah, Razi said yeah. it. Wait, are we being are we filming too? I think so. Yeah, these two. We've been filming oh, lately. Hi. Cool. Hold on a second. Let's I get just some. wanted to Okay. You have a hair and makeup person. Yeah. We have Brian Scalaro on. <laughs> the whole thing is like podcasts is just be like face for radio. Yes. And then you're like, hey. You ever show up to a podcast in like pajamas and you're like, oh shit. I filming? Li- my least favorite thing about stand up, well, there's a few things, but uh, <laughs> is when I've been home all day and like my workout clothes but never exercised. Oh, and then I have course. to take them off to go do stand up. Yeah. Taking like, off uh, the soft clothes is a problem. Uh, I love the soft clothes. I, I would live in them. I mostly wear soft. I mean, it's a soft. This is a onesie. But that looks so nice. But at least it looks like you took care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I put in 15 minutes of effort. See? Yeah. But, uh, we, I, Brian Scalaro was like, you got to tell somebody if you're filming. And I'm like, what? You're a dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I would have dressed. I go, in a suit? Like, what? Do a lot of people watch the film? The film? Yeah. The film? Um, this film? Yeah. <laughs> it's this a Scorsese movie. film yeah and uh, I love when people say film you ever Fil- say, no. oh, I fucking hate it I'll flip <laughs> out I hate when people take certain common basic words and they're like film make it fancy <laughs> but uh, it, it, we do it on YouTube now oh, okay. so it's like a big people love to watch YouTube because they're yeah. like we want to see you do the podcast yeah. like, they don't believe nice. us Huh? People pretty nice? No, but oh. we encourage not nice, Rick and I. We're very oh. negative and we enjoy it. So, uh, because uh, I don't know if you know Rick, <laughs> um, he was his door guy here, but he's like very, uh, he hates everything. Okay. So, uh, you know, I am cl- most of the time on the same page with him. Okay. I'm a tad more positive. Okay. And one time, just to offset the balance, we had Steve Simone as yeah. a co host. Uh-huh. And people were like, whoa, way too positive. <laughs> like, <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> but Brody Stevens used to say that Rick Ingham's so negative that he actually becomes positive because it goes so far that it comes back. Okay. So I was like, all right, Rick, see that? There's positivity coming your way. Cool. But I'm excited to have you on because <laughs> tonight uh, you were brought up as a new paid regular. Yes. <laughs> Which I by our old producer Ari Manis. Um, yeah, I'll give his whole name. Uh, so <laughs> shit on him because you've been you've been a regular here. Like when I was waiting tables, you were a regular here. Yeah, so that's amazing. I was regular when I was twelve, <laughs> eighteen. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I got made a regular oh, by Mitzi though. By Mitzi, that's a old school. While I was on vaca- here on vacation. You were out here on vacation yeah. from where? Not vacation. Well, so I had just graduated college. Okay. okay. So I had done, I apologize for anyone who listens to every podcast I've been on, which is, you know, f- tons and tons of people to listen to every, <laughs> they're like, Julia's on. I told this story I many times. To. So whatever. I can't wait. Um, I, I was in college okay. and graduating college. I had done, sta- I'm going to air quote stand up. I mean, like, like Dabbled. Like a bar, dabbled, like, but I would like sit on a stool and just be like, what's up with farting? You know, like it was just, it was very, you know, but it was, I was having fun and that's, that's what was amazing. fun about it. Yeah. So maybe did it like five times and then uh, I was supposed to go back home to Boston. I was going to go to grad school for expressive arts therapy. Okay. I, I wanted to work in entertainment or the arts. I just didn't really know how you went about it. And then my friend Margot was driving cross country with a couple other friends. Someone canceled. She's like, hey, do you want to come cross country? I was like, oh, that'll be fun Whoa. to do before school, grad school. And then Maria. Oh, yes. My best friend, Maria Freda. We'll one of my favorite up. people. Yeah. Uh, she, my best friend from high school. She was a waitress here at the time. And she was like, oh, when you're out here, I'll like make sure to I'll make sure you get up at open. Store. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I didn't know anything about the store. I didn't know who Mitzi was. I was like, that'd be so cool to do stand up on the Sunset Strip. I'd never (laughs) been to LA. Oh, no. I'd been to LA once, but like, I didn't know anything. No. So I come Sunday night. There's like the line outside. I just came to, she's like, let me just introduce you to the host, like, you know, a little bit before. Do you remember who the host was? It was Bobby Lee. Oh. Yeah. So Bobby Lee was the host. And a minute into meeting him, he's like, what's your deal? And I was like, what? And he's like, do you want to do this? And I was like, wait, what? Oh. I was just visiting. And he's like, do you want to do this as a career? And I was like, I don't know. Like it was <laughs> like, very... why are you so aggressive? Yeah, he was so passionate. It was so cute. And then uh, I people usually see him as cute in the beginning and then yeah. they get to know him and they're like, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, but then I went up, I did three minutes and I think I had the only joke that I remember I believe that I did was about the Olive Garden. Okay. I was like, makes sense. Yeah. I was like, oh, when you're here, your family, uh, something like, that means not my family or something like you get hit in the face. I don't, it was something about violence against children. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And pasta. And I don't remember what else I said, but, and then I got off stage and Bobby was like, Mitzi wants to talk to you. And I go, who? (laughs) No. Yeah, everybody that showcased for her that didn't know her did great. Because... No pressure. I, I would do... I am trying to get that... Whatever that... I want a pill, that energy. I want that pill, and like I would take it every day. Yeah. Because it was just pure like joy. I mean, I was fresh out of college. The yeah. world was full of endless possibilities. Where'd you go to school? Ithaca, upstate New York. Oh, nice. You okay. know, there was no social media. Right. Uh, so it was just me and my brain, <laughs> you know? You and your brain. But I, uh, what I remember, I don't know if it was your showcase or just watching you after you got past being on. Like, you just didn't give a shit. You were just like, oh, free. yeah. I love that. Well, because I that didn't freedom know. freedom is amazing. It, I didn't know much about comedy. I just knew what I thought was funny. Right. And so that's what I did. And then so I go up to Mitzi and she's eating popcorn. Naturally. Yeah. Was Peter Chen next door, a little Asian guy? You want a more popcorn, Mitzi? (laughs) Inappropriate. Someone someone was next to her. I don't remember who it was, but she was like, (laughs) what's your name? You know, and I was like, Julie Rossi. She's like, I don't know. She's like something like you're good or, you know, you got potential, Uh, whatever she said. And then. I'm gonna just Sorry, insert, man. yeah, just blowing you off. It's right. no, but but because I didn't know that it was a no. I get it. I mean, I th- the weird thing was was I I started to feel that it was a big deal because it was like being brought to this person, like yeah. very like Godfather like. And then she goes, "I want you to be a regular." I don't know if do they still do regular and paid regular now. Uh, non paid. They still and do non paid. Yes. Okay, non-paid. so she was like, "I want you to be a regular," and I was like, "Okay." And so then I so go, she didn't say paid regular. No, it was regular. So then I go, I go back to the in the back to see Maria, and I was like, "She's like, how'd it go?" Or I don't know if she even got to see me, and she was like, well, "What happened with Mitzi?" And I was like, "She asked me to be a regular." Like I was like, "So <laughs> my the whole I, kitchen looks at you." Like, I mean, like fuck, people are tra- like dropping yeah. trays or like. What? <laughs> so I. The next day I caught, but I knew it was, but then people were explaining to me that it was a big deal. Yeah. So then I have this really cute photo of me in, I don't know if it was the main room bathroom, but I had Maria take a photo of me like, like going, yay. And it was like a, you know, a film photo. That's my age. <laughs> and, uh, and then I called, this There's was a wait like, for it to get developed. Yeah. Yep. And then yep, I yep. called my mom. I don't know if I called her that. I think I called her at night cause it was probably like eight o'clock here. Right. Nine o'clock. Yeah. It's like 11 o'clock there. And this is the weird. I have such a uh, I'll get to it. But um, I call my mom, my mom from Italy who like knows nothing. I didn't know right. anything about entertainment. She didn't know anything. I go. So this lady who's like a big deal, who owns like a great club, like said this to me. And like, I guess I'm going to like work here. Or something. And she started crying. She didn't even Aww. know. She didn't know what any of this meant. She just like vibe felt that it was a good idea. And so then she called my grandmother at midnight. Oh. And then she started crying. Oh. And literally to this day, my mom will be like, Remember that lady? <laughs> she believe in you. Like, and just this myth, like mythical figure, right? I love it. So that so that was that night. So then I called it, I called Duncan. Trussell was the, What's the town coordinator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I call him the next the day. The chic is what we called him. So I was told to call him, and I was like, "Hey, hey, I'm this is like Julia and like Mitzi. Like, told me to call you. Like, I was so 
so I have like glitter on my face. I was of doing course. ecstasy all the time. You I know? don't see why not. Yeah. And uh and he was like, Oh, yeah, I heard about you. Uh just I so you know, this you. like this like never no. happens. And at the time, I think I was the youngest girl here, which like, man, do I wish I held on to that for a little longer. But um, and I, I was like, yeah, I don't live here. And he was like, I would move if I were you. And I was like, uh, OK, I'll, let me think about it. So then I went back to Boston. So this is like 2001, maybe? Uh, uh, two, end of 2000. End of 2000. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm just thinking of when Duncan. Yeah. So end of 2000 and I was like okay cool and then so I went back to Boston and like talked to my parents and was like can I take the money that you're gonna put for grad school and get a car and live in LA and they were like again Italian immigrant parents right they were like yeah I love them I mean it was weird yeah because they're never like that See, no that was another thing that would connect me to you like you would do your mom you would do the accent yeah and to me that's what I grew up around but then, so this, so, so. So I love that. That's my, like, favorite. Like, it made me feel like, oh, I know her. I'm at home. Well, what's so, I mean, I'll get to it after. But, like, what's so sad is I pulled that. So you were saying, like, I didn't give a fuck and, like, all this stuff when I was first here. That's because I didn't know anything or know anybody. And then, I don't know if this happens to everyone, but then when you, like, start watching a lot of comedy. You start caring. Start caring. You start like I remember for a while I was like oh man like doing the accents hack and like this is oh um, this is dumb and like oh this is not how you're supposed to do comedy and like it like it was a real bummer all these things come and it's it's people saying it and then you're watching it and doing it to yourself oh I've seen comics break down other comics like especially as a waitress like especially a new person that comes in they're like yeah dude shouldn't do that like Rick used to do impressions they're like don't ever do that again. It's awful. It's terrible. You're not being true to who you are. And he was like, oh, I thought it was funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> but he went through such a transition to get. It's and, and I watched that. So like starting so late for me, like I was waitress here for so long. And then seeing that, that when I started, it even happened to me. And I was like, what am I doing? I already saw, saw all this. I yeah. know what I think is funny. Fuck, fuck, fuck these people. Yeah. Fuck everybody. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. It, it's hard, though. Like, so. Yeah. Well, because I moved. So I moved back here. I moved here. Right. And then I did. What's good is you had Maria. Who... Yeah. So this is this is I, this is how magical my the story is. Right. Okay, I love this. Well, because. OK, so I move here a uh, week before I moved. Maria was like looking. This is, again, before social media. So she was like looking on bulletin boards for apartments for me. And I was going to stay on her couch. She lived in a one bedroom with another girl. Okay. And I was like, mm, uh, don't really even have to look for apartments. And she's like, what? I'm like, I have a weird feeling your roommate's going to move out. She's like, she's never leaving this apartment. Like she found it. She loves it. I'm like, I don't know. I have this like weird feeling. <laughs> the day before I get here, she calls. She's like, well, she's moving out. And she's told me to tell you you can have the apartment with me. So I moved in. I literally was like ushered into an apartment. With my best friend. I know. And then I come and do my first spot. I think it was going to be like a five-minute spot on Sunday. And then I got passed as a regular. Wow. So I do that spot. And then Mitzi just made me a paid regular. And, you know, I could feel the not-so-kind eyes. Of course. Of many door guys. But I didn't even notice because I was just like, cool. Hey, had a lollipop in my mouth was just like skipping away being like isn't life grand you know like what do you mean LA is hard like it just this is easy guys yeah and it was and it was a really like who says they don't like women in comedy <laughs> oh yeah and I I thrived I was like I'm the only girl in a lineup great I'm special because I didn't know Wait. I was supposed to be mad back then Mitch used to put a ton of women on Oh, I don't necessarily mean oh, here. Okay. I just I mean like, in general, yeah. like every now and then when you were like the, but there was still like people being like, comics used to get mad that Mitzi used to give certain girls spots. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like they would always talk shit. Like, how dare they? How dare she's giving this idiot. She's a girl stinks. This one's terrible. That one. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I was like, dude, that girl's funnier than you. Like, you just have to let it go now. Yeah. But they would always look to hurt. I mean, there was when I like Kelly Kirsten. She was always in the OR. You were were you here with her? I think Kelly, so. Blonde, tall, blonde. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very funny. Um, I remember like Joe Rogan used to be like, "Who the fuck is this girl? She's hilarious." Like he was the only crazy guy guy 
that would support women. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. most of them were like, get him out. She's awful. This one stinks. There was Sherry Shepard, Kim Tavares, Retha Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had like Judy Gold moved back to New York. I was so upset because she was my fucking favorite. Well, even like I ended up, I didn't know how to befriend comics then. Because mm-hmm. I also, a bunch of my like college friends lived here. So I sort of, I didn't know that I had to like integrate. Yeah. I was so young. So I would come here and like, I would mostly hang out with the waitresses. Yeah, smart. Because my best friend is waitress. You know, I became friends with you, Melissa McQueen. Melissa's Dava. one of my favorite ex-waitresses, yeah. Dava. Yeah, yes. Dava oh, Krause. Like, I would like- Dava and forever. She's a Philly girl too. Yeah, like I would like hang out with all those people because that's where I felt comfortable because it was really uncomfortable and it just, and especially when they were- Anytime I'd be with a bunch of group of guys, and like there was a ton that were like Ari was always really Ari. nice to me, uh, Steve Renazizi, um, Aaron Cater, mm-hmm. like Maz Jabra, like all there was tons of oh, guys. Yeah, that's a good group to come in with. Yeah, like uh, there's a bunch of really nice guys. Was, but there was Ari passed at that point, or was no. he still a door guy? Yeah, he was still a door t- guy. It took Ari. He's up there with the Gary Shandling. It took him forever yeah. to get in. <laughs> and but there was like a couple door guys who hated me. <laughs> hated there was one night mitzi would have me host potluck a lot okay and one of my favorite things to do by the way yeah i would host i would host potluck and then i would always be on the theme shows i'd be on whatever the girls Girls of the comedy yeah and then night of a thousand guidos naturally great show by the way yeah (laughs) great show my nothing better than coming in and mitzi being like oh you know what you need to do what i got all this red and white like picnic table You have to put it on every table in the main room. <laughs> yeah. Are you fucking crazy? Yeah. And, and I'd be taping red and white yeah. so it would look like, I'm like, this is so racist, but amazing. Let's do it. But I was. <laughs> it was I, one of my favorite shows. I Kathy mean, Moriarty used to come. Yeah. Luca Polanco used Dom, to host Dom. it. Dom Irrera. Mm-hmm. Had a fight with Dice in there. One oh. of their infamous fights. Physical? No, just verbal. But it was Luca's fault. That's the part that nobody like. Luca never stood up and said. He went on the radio and said, "I got dice coming," and so the place was sold out for Night of a Thousand Guinos. Yes, and he is an Italian. Exactly. But here's Luca. I thought he did was it. forever. I really. Yeah, of course it did. Really? Yeah. No, I knew immediately. <laughs> I was like, "There's something off." <laughs> I sleep with a lot of Italians <laughs> as an Irish girl who falls for a lot of yeah. Italian boys. Uh, but I, Luca went on the radio and said, I have Dice Clay coming. So he did it. Mitzi didn't book him. Nobody booked him. Luca did it. And then he Dice came in. Kathy Moriarty showed up because they were on Bless's house together. Like it was a, a crazy night. And Andrew almost didn't want to go on because he's like, wait, it's a theme show? It's a, it's an all-Italian show? Why are you doing that? It's stupid. And then Luca put him up and Dom and everybody was like, fuck this. We're leaving. Mike Ricca. They all got mad. Oh my God, Ricca. Does he know? Remember real? Ricca? He lives in New York. Okay. Yeah. I think he has a, a really cool podcast that he okay. does. Uh, he's pro-Trump, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know? <laughs> whatever. Yeah, it's best po- of luck. It's a, polit- it's a political uh podcast that he does that i believe is like way up there but mike was one of my favorites mm-hmm. he was funny nutty. Yeah. but i'm saying like they all banned against and got mad at dice and then dom and dice had it out and it was like wait that's not my fault that luca booked me and then luca never stood up for him and i'm like dude you guys must cause a big fight in the main room for no reason because you put a jew in the middle of we have it's fun to be a jew on next month <laughs> <laughs> to be a Jew. That's what Mitzi used to call it. I mean, I she was nutty butters, God love her. I mean, I used to do that show. I did. Um, oh well, I would host in the OR, and this one night, do you remember the guy that would dress like a pimp who would come? Uh, which guy? The guy. It's like the older black guy. He would wear like it looked like a Halloween pimp costume. Okay, and he would come on Sundays, and he would just yell things at the stage. One night. He yelled something. He like, he's black. This yeah. Guy. Okay. He called me like a bitch or something like that from the thing, and I was like, all right. Like, and I was like trying to like calm the audience down, and then he stood up and was like, I'm gonna punch you in the mouth, and Whoa. I was like, excuse me, door guys, hello, please. These two door guys just stood in the back and laughed, and was I was I waiting tables. I would have tackled. Them. I don't know if you, I don't remember who was there, but I was just like, um, oh, excuse me, 
Hello, anybody? Uh, I got glitter. I got glitter in my eyes. Uh, so, and that I'm a like dental industry. <laughs> no one cared. And then I had so many. Oh my god, Eleanor! I had so many things happen to me in that first year that like started to slowly crush my spirit because again, yeah, because you were like flying I, in, yeah, I mean, on marshmallows. Was, and- but it wasn't even the thing. Is my floatiness wasn't coming from any sort of like entitled place. No. Like, it was complete cluelessness. Like I was just, and that's why I say I, I, I've been trying to get that back. Yeah. I don't think I ever will fully because I know too much. They, they ripped it out of you. But it, 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 I mean, you know, I wish I could have had, when they say like eyes on your own paper. Right, right, if, right. If there's a way to implement that into your brain, like it works really well. But uh, there was there was another incident. So I had that incident. Then I had two different comics women. I won't say who. I'll tell you off. You air. can. I don't want. We to. have a disclaimer. Nah. <laughs> uh, we we say so many names that the first two weeks of this podcast we had to get a disclaimer because we were shitting on people from the comedy store and they called in and complained. <laughs> I mean, I had two different women accuse me of stealing their material. Always funny. Always funny. <laughs> I had it was my first few months here, and I had a joke about. Were I mean, they older? Older. Okay, because that I saw a million times. They, they. I think there was like I know. Exa- I think I know who they are. That's yeah, how, I, I. That's yeah. how often they did it. So this one, I had a joke about. Uh, you know, I would very original. Okay. I would use the mic like it was a dick. No. Yeah. Oh my god! You I invented that. I, I invented okay. it. I I copy wrote it, and I would talk about. I think what it was was like morning wood. I mean, brilliant, groundbreaking Obviously. stuff. You know, just the whole like. This was you know, your like. Oh yeah, oh, getting it. Yeah, wake me up. Whatever, right, right. So I had I did that joke, and then this comic. I think what it was was that she. I don't think. Did she see me? Anyways, she was like, "Oh, you got to stay and watch my set." And I was like, yeah. And then I didn't because I didn't want to. I hate when people ask you to watch this. Yeah, I didn't know why she wanted me to. But she was like, oh, stay and watch my set. I was like, okay. And then I, I left, right? So then then I did my infamous dick morning yeah, wood joke. Morning wood. And she goes, oh, hey, that's... She, oh, she called me. She got my number from the store, called me. And she was like, hey, I saw you do my joke. And I was like, oh, what joke? She goes, well, I did it that night when you stayed to watch my set. And I didn't have the heart to stand and watch her set so she am i making sense yes but so, well, i would have said immediately like i'm you know what i'm an asshole i didn't stay i, I but you didn't. were nervous okay i, I don't it. know i just was like she called me and i was like how'd you get my number she got it from the store <laughs> and she was like you know that's my bit you know she got upset with me and I was like, okay. So I think I stopped. I, I, also, I was like, this is a stupid bit, right? So yeah, I let yeah. it go. But then <laughs> she, she like wasn't getting a lot of spots. Okay. <laughs> so now it's break, your fault. This breaks my heart. No, it's I mean. So I just like, it was maybe six months later and I'm pulling out of the comedy store out of the parking lot. And I was like, I'm literally backing my car up. And she runs up my car, starts banging on the window. goes, Julia, Julia, hey, hey. And she's like, roll down your window. And I put that in my window. And I go, yeah. And she has like her little hands in my window. She goes, I haven't been getting spots lately. You know anything about it? <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't. I don't like, know anything about you. Like I literally, I didn't know any of her. I she's didn't from know, New York? Uh, I don't know where she's from. But so that was the first one. So that one was like a little kooky. But then a month later... <laughs> I mean, I was oh, like... Oh, you have a new kid on the block that they were like, hey, let's Oh, murder. yeah. I mean, it was probably because I wore pink pleather pants. Okay. And I was like real petite because I was uh, I was on an all-protein diet. I was you boxing and I was bulimic. So uh, I Whoa. was, you know, I was killing it. Uh, Avi. <laughs> I was like, I was in a really floaty place, but I also like hated my body and myself. Um, <laughs> but, I could throw so, up on cue, guys. Yeah. Uh, sorry to bring that up. <laughs> um, but I, this other comic, so a month later, I'm on the show in the main room. It was one of all the women shows. Okay. And a female comic comes up who has apologized later, so I definitely won't say her name, but she comes up to me. Got it. And she was like, hey, are you Julia Rossi? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I've heard about you. It is so nice to meet you. And I was like, 
thanks so much. And I was so happy because nobody talked to me. Yeah. Like nobody, not nobody. hated you. I mean, except for like those guys that I, I mean, that's not true. There was a lot of like Freddie Lockhart. Like there was like a lot of like wonderful people. We have a lot of cool people that work here, but then there's vindictive little. So I was like, oh, that was really like, you heard of me. Like, that's cool. Again, I've only been in town four months at this point, maybe. Right. Right. So I go up and I do, again, groundbreaking joke. I can't wait. Same uh, one or different? No, different. Okay. Uh, well, obviously. It was, this was when who, Who's Your Daddy was popular. Okay. And I, the joke was, who's your daddy? <laughs> I'll tell you who my daddy is. Uh, he's, I think it was like, he's a five foot two Italian man who would kick your ass if you knew where your dick was right now. <laughs> Closer. <laughs> Early two thousands, yeah. Early HBO special. Yeah. I get so it. So I do it, and then this woman goes up after me, and she does a "Who's your daddy?" joke, and hers was "Who's my daddy?" And it was something like, "He's a paraplegic vet," but I don't, I can't remember what the punchline was. And I was sitting with Maria and another friend who came to see me, and they go, "Oh, isn't that your joke?" And again, I was like clueless. I go, "Oh, that's weird. Probably same brain." Anywho. Do you guys want to go to the club? Like, I was like, couldn't care. I was just Pink so happy. Pants. Yeah, yeah, I was 22. Yeah. You know, and so I was like, cool, great show. Bye, everybody. And uh, I was like, this lady was really nice backstage. And the next day, <laughs> I'm driving on the 101. I answer my, I think it was a Motorola Razor phone. I don't know go. why I answered the phone on the highway. And again, it was a comic. A comic. And, I, this, and then I ended up calling Duncan and being like, you have to stop giving out my number. Um, so she calls. She goes, hey, Julia, uh, remember me from last night? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> hey, you yeah. want to go to lunch? <laughs> I was like, hey, girl. <laughs> What's up? Girls at the comedy store. Oh, my God. This is going to be so she great. Like, uh, listen, I had a. <laughs> I love real. it. She's like, I uh, had heard you've been doing my joke around town. Around <laughs> town. And, uh, you know, and I just want to let you know, I taped you and I'm going to show Mitzi. Oh, good. And you can't just, and I quote, waltz into town and do my joke. And I go, I started crying. Yeah. Because I was like, why is everyone so mean to me? Like, I just didn't understand. Just why do they keep giving my number out? She just want to make people laugh. Oh, and fuck. so I was like, uh, I'm sorry, but like, I don't know why you're yelling at me. Like, I didn't know you had a joke like that. And I've been doing that joke for like, I think five months or, and she was like, yeah, well, it's not like yours is even well written. And oh, then, and I go, damn. I go, okay. I'm like, I, I was so rational too. I'm still, I was like, I, I understand that you're upset, but like, why are you being mean? Like, there's yeah. no reason. And I was like, and it is well, it, it was well written comparably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hack at this point. And she was like, but it's well, the I, same as hers. Yeah. So I don't understand. I, I, and so, uh, I mean, this was like a 20 minute convert. It was a long conversation. Holy shit. And Julia. so I get off the phone with her. I call the store and I was like, Hey, you have to, this is the second time this is happening. And, and then, uh, Duncan was like, you have to tell me who it is. Like, I really don't want to start drama. He's like, please tell me who it is. So I told him and he's like, I'll call you back. And I was like, fuck, like, I don't know what any of this means. So then he calls me back and he goes, I told Mitzi what happened. It's and, all about who gets to Mitzi first. That's yeah. Why. And he said, he was go, protecting you. Technically. But I was like, but no, I don't. He goes, he goes, well, this is what she He goes, she said, I don't like either of the jokes. Tell them both not to do it. And I was like, great. Done done but then what this, a mediator yeah but then Thanks, this, <laughs> but then this comic ended up coming up to me like six months later and was like hey just want to say like you're great sorry about that i was like it's fi- it's fine like whatever both the jokes are terrible <laughs> yeah she was Tell like them to stop yeah, yeah. <laughs> both of us to do it <laughs> and i'd also gotten the note to not do a lot of fart material i was doing too much fart oh, material. She, you know that that's funny that you say that because that's her least favorite yeah like when we would sit i would do showcases with her a lot and she somebody would i'd see somebody killing and then they'd be like like so dumb random side note throw out i mean yeah bass and she would start scratching their fucking name and i'd be like 
holy shit oh yeah i got a call i had a joke about like farting on the treadmill or something and get rid of it yeah duncan called and was like uh mitzi asked that you (laughs) not do that joke anymore and i was like you're kidding right and so i stopped (laughs) but like then i left la like after three years so you you stayed here for three years i was here for three years but i was first year was horrendous well, no. Here, the, though. I mean, no, the, the first year was horrendous, but amazing. Okay. Because it was like all these weird things were happening, but I still had, like, like even when I hung up the phone with those two women, or even when, like, nobody helped me when the pimp was going to hit me, he didn't, obviously. It's hysterical. I can't think of who he is because I probably blocked him out. But, like, even when all those things happen, I still was like, huh, that was weird. Oh, well. You know, like, I still had <laughs> that, like, newness yeah. of, because I didn't know that this could be a job. I just was like, huh, this wow. is wild. This you, could be a- you mean stand-up in general? Stand-up, inter- entertainment. I mean, I just didn't, stand-up specifically, because I didn't set out to be a stand-up. Like, I wanted to, you know, I like television. I love sitcoms. Like, that was what I wanted to d- work in being funny yeah um but i wasn't like you know i wasn't like watching stand-up non-stop as a kid and like really cr- i just like to talk and i'm naturally funny like that was yeah, really yeah. all it was yeah and um so as here uh argus was also really kind to me he got me a oh yeah you're his agent. type i mean you're yeah. his uh <laughs> <laughs> but i got the agent for you yeah <laughs> you're good at impersonating everybody here no argus that's rick and I mean, Kyle Dunnigan is taking it to another level. But yeah. yeah, we we all Rick always does Argus for years. So it's just in. But even like when I would wait tables and I would hear Argus, it it got to the point where I knew his his beats, if you yeah. will. And it was like, you baby boomers. And he'd flip his <laughs> hair like I knew the hair flip. That's so yes, weird. It's so good. But it was uh, so I was here. So Who, was, what was the agent he sent you to? Was uh, it, the, it was uh, it was Adam Sandler's agent. That's good. Gersh. Okay, maybe I don't remember. Danny something. Maybe it was a manager. I mean, it's oh, just, APA, APA. Yes, yes. And, yes. That's who he sends everybody to. And I went. And the guy. I mean, I Poor was Danny. I was two months in. Yeah. And he was like, so what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know. What do you think I should do? I mean, like, I wasn't, I didn't know anything. <laughs> I had another manager, like, woo the Danny shit. Danny Robinson. Yeah. In my Is head, he still I around? Yeah. He's, but he's like semi-retired, but like he consults, whatever. Okay. Like, I mean, he's been around for years. I had another manager. Oh my God. This was another. So, okay. He sent Rick there at least once a month. <laughs> still? Rick, I got to get you an agent. <laughs> I so like first year was this mix of like, whoa, people are weird, but like, cool, let's go dancing. You know, like it was like pretty floaty and fun. And then like year two and then definitely into year three, I started to be like, what am I doing? Because like I didn't have a plan. Like I would like I, you know, I, I took classes at the groundlings. And then the second I got a bad note, I was like, fuck you. I get I you know, things aren't supposed to. I didn't know you had to work hard. Like, so it was this weird thing of like it was so magical but like i didn't go through open mic like i didn't do all that stuff yeah. so did you work the other clubs like laugh factory improv no nope nope okay. i was mostly here and then you i would got do... in at the mecca and you stayed at the mecca yeah and then i would go and i did like classes at improv olympic but like that was and i did a solo show at improv olympic but like i wasn't really i didn't know i did haha ha. okay. Uh, okay i won uncle i was a contestant at uncle clyde's comedy contest see why not yeah it was uncle clyde. <laughs> i don't know it was some weird thing in north hollywood called uncle clyde's comedy contest <laughs> and uh but but the slow decline of like oh this i don't know what i'm doing and this sucks was like then there were this there was this manager who who discovered me at uncle clyde's uh two months into comedy and he comes up to me and he was like, you're going to be the next Sarah Silverman. Like he, that was the quote. Because okay. that's what you said to every girl at that time. Because God forbid a girl of her own personality. And um, right. so I was like, cool. So then I went to this. It was like a big management agency. I go, they valet my car. He brings his associate. They buy me lunch. They're like, we think you're great. What? And I was like, what? They're like, do you have any sitcom ideas? I'm like, I can come up with them. They're like, we love it. <laughs> like, you know, it was, I mean, two two months in LA, you know? And I was just like, I don't, in my head, I was like, you know, eating a tiny salad and just being like, mm, Beverly Hills, you know, like it was so you know, great. Like, what? Take off my top. Yeah. What? <laughs> but no. then 
I didn't know how to write a sitcom. I didn't know how to do comedy. Like, I didn't know anything. So I took forever to write this pilot, right? That they asked, I think, a year. I ended up writing three episodes of the show. It was just called The Julia Rossi Show. It was, I mean, I didn't know format. I was just like, my dad walks in and he's like, you guys are crazy. You know, like it was just, it was so just verbatim things. Um, I sent it to them. So it was a year later. So I took a really long time. I sent it to them. Also should add that uh, I also had stopped being bulimic at some point during this. So I'd put on a little bit of weight. Okay. So okay. I send them the pilot. It's like a lot of emailing back and forth, not really getting a response. Then I, this is probably like year, toward the end of year two, maybe starting year three. Okay. I started to get panic, desperate energy because I was like, what am I doing here? This one manager said I was the next Sarah Silverman and now he's not returning my calls. And like, I just didn't, I don't know. I just like every, all the like floaty, whatever, like disappeared hard. And so I convinced this manager to, going to lunch with me again he doesn't bring an associate i think they valeted my car but in my head they didn't no and i didn't eat probably had to walk six blocks to meet him i i think i probably ate like a ham like i was like because i wasn't dieting anymore i was just like just sawing but this is so he said uh he couldn't even get through the first 10 pages it was so unreadable that's what he said and then the bill came and we split it and it was like, and that's when I was like, I'm leaving LA. I that's was amazing. I was like, I can't, I don't know what I'm doing here. And I, I felt sad. Like I felt really sad because whatever, all the like, it was, I don't know. I mean, I can't, I don't want to overanalyze it, but it was like, whatever, whatever. And maybe if I had had different life skills or different mental, whatever. Like in my head, I'm like, fuck, I would have like jumped on with other cops been like, hey man, they want me to write this. I didn't know. But I wouldn't have known either. Like there was, I mean, I don't even know. There was the internet, but like, I've been like trying to work on a joke about how like, yeah, of course people are successful when they're like 18. Now you can fucking Google it. Yeah. Literally being kind of successful. (laughs) I had to like go look in the library, figure (laughs) out. Use the Dewey Decimal System. Microfiche. I don't (laughs) Microfiche. But I, um, (laughs) so I, but this this is why it's all still the whole journey with the comedy specifically is so mystical in a way for me because I'm like, fuck it. I don't want to be here. Also, I was in a relationship and I it's my ex-husband and I love him. But we definitely you know, he was like my college boyfriend. So when I would have a bad set, he'd be like, oh, just cancel your show. You know, like he didn't know. Oh, we just, he would, okay. like, he'd be like, oh, you're sad. You had a bad show. Like, do you want me to take you to dinner instead? Like, I just didn't have work ethic. You know, and yeah. like that, like, ugh, I don't know. I didn't even know that I wanted to do this. So that all being said, I decided I want to leave L.A. I didn't tell anyone. I just okay. knew I was going to leave. And literally the week before I'm going to leave L.A., because I don't even think I told the comedy store. Like, I think I just left. They called her like, hey, can we confirm the spelling of your name? Because we we're going to put my name on the wall. Right. The week before I'm moving. <laughs> so I, but no, what was so beautiful about it is I was like, cool. Okay, well... That was probably one of the last years she did it. Yeah. Because we didn't redo it until 2010. Yeah. So I was... I got my name on the wall. I took a picture in front of it. And I was like, cool. Because I thought I was quitting comedy. I was like, oh, that was fun for three years. Now I have to go do something normal. So I was like, all right, well, if I never do anything else in my life, like, I can take my kids there there and, like, show them I got a name on a wall. And I still don't really understand what this place is, but... Boy, oh boy, did it like embrace me and then chew me up and spit me out. And, you know, I was like 20 pounds heavier at this point. I mean, I was like downhill. So I moved to New York because it felt like a happy medium between not fully going back to Boston and like living in the burbs. But like, so I was in New York. And then, of course, I was like, oh, well, I should like try to do comedy. And I like... I think I called or emailed Caroline's and I was like, hey, okay. I'd like a spot. And they were like, who I'm are you? I'm a comedy you? store regular. Yeah, that's you, what I said. They go, what are your credits? And I go, I work at the comedy store. They're like, great. Do you have 20 friends to bring to this bringer show? Ugh. I didn't know how anything worked. So I ended up, so I did, I kind of was like one foot in, one foot out of comedy for like my first 
six years in New York. Wow. Like I would like do it, but then I would like be like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I would like do something else in entertainment. Did you get, uh, oh, you would do something else in it, I was entertainment. Like, Cause I was going to say, did you get another job? Something. Yeah. I would like, I worked at like a film nonprofit. I like produced a theater show. I hosted a storytelling show. Like I was like, so you were still in it. Yeah. To an extent. I was doing improv. Like I was like, I was doing stand up, but not consistently. And long story longer. Anyways, around, then I got married and divorced. I moved to the <laughs> suburbs of Boston. I really quit. No. Yeah, you didn't know this? Oh my God. I like really was like, I'm done. It was almost as if I was gay and I was forcing myself to go to conversion camp. <laughs> I was like, you got to get this comedy out of you. Like wearing a Mike Pence t-shirt. Yeah, I was just like, stop trying to do comedy. Like, I just assumed that was what was making me miserable other than like my mental health um, or like not wanting to be in this relationship or like any of of those obvious. It was like an elimination diet. Wow. You know, and I was like, well, I'm not going to eliminate the boyfriend I've had forever. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. I just so... Long story long, I uh, I moved to Boston, and then I was like, mm, let me go to New York by myself for a little bit. And then when I was alone, I kind of stand-up was a little different. Yeah. So I ended up getting divorced. And I would say it wasn't until like 2009 okay. that like I kind of understood that this was its own craft Yeah, and like a job. So even though, so that's why it's, it's, it was like a weird, there's always this like, it's, I don't have this anymore, but I always had this weird, like sadness, disappointment in myself that I didn't know what I know now in, you know, 2001 or whatever. Yeah. But I didn't, you know, like. No, you're so young. Though. I was How so young you know? and like, didn't know anything. So what, what's so magical about the comedy store for me was that. So then I came back and visited a couple of times. That was when Tommy was working. I stopped by once. Well, he was a dick. Yeah. He was a dick to me. And I was like, fuck this. Um, and you're then, a woman. Julia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rick would be all over that. Yeah. Tormenting. But it was so funny because I, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be creepy to say, but I feel like I should just say it. So please do. We uh, shit on Tommy no, on a regular. No, this isn't shit. This isn't. Oh. It's like kind of. Well, okay, I'll I'll say. So, um, I you know got back in my groove of comedy over the last, I guess, ten years. Like, did an album, did some TV stuff. Like, I was like, oh, okay, cool. This is my job. Like, this is great, you know, and felt good and all this stuff. It's a nine to five job. Like, it's a bitch. Yeah, yeah. And and I got, but I still will say like that. That thing we were talking about earlier of like not giving a fuck. Right. Like that is my number one goal. Same. You know, like I know I'm funny. I know I'm a good person. I know if I'm given a job, I can do it. But like that not giving a fuck is like the thing that like. And when I have shows where I don't give a fuck, like I fly yeah. on stage. I usually don't give a fuck on stage. It's the off stage that kind of fucks with me a little bit. And I'm sensitive. And I, I'm okay with the fact that I'm sensitive and my feelings get hurt easily. And like, that's who I am. Oh, I you know, I don't think I have feelings anymore, but I have <laughs> like, definitely when I get off stage, I get like, oh, do you think they liked it? Like my insecurities kick in. But that's being sensitive. What, I guess you're right. When I'm on stage, I don't give a shit. I don't at all. If they're into it or not, you know, I do whatever. And then when I get off stage, I'm like, oh, that really sucked or I didn't feel free enough. I beat myself up, I guess. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. My my little sister always gets mad at me. She she'll watch me on stage and then she'll be like, she's gonna get off stage and hate herself. And like she could see it. She could see the switch in my head where I shut off or whatever. I it's mean, the weirdest thing. She's like the only one that can see it. I mean, it is a mind fuck because you but you we know. do it to ourselves, I we think. We do it to ourselves. And also, I mean, look, I nobody is confident all the time. Like, I don't, there's no point in being like, that person's confident and that person's insecure. Like, no. we all have moments, yeah, yeah. right? And I don't expect to be confident 100% of the time. I'm just saying that, like, I, the thing with I don't give a fuck, and I think why I, I shied away from it for a while, is to me, I interpreted it as being an asshole. 
Like sometimes to me, confidence, I think I've seen certain people who they're confident. But those people are assholes. Right. And their version of I don't give a fuck is like, oh, no, I don't give a fuck if I hurt you. I step all over you. Right. And what I'm really happy about is I, f- I feel like now in my life, I'm surrounded by people who don't give a fuck. But in like, a, like my husband doesn't give a fuck. I He's love the that. nicest, most positive, coolest he person. He has great energy. He has great, but he, and I'm not like blaming parents, but like I have immigrant, guilty, paranoid, Catholic. you know, <laughs> a OCD, immigrant like parents that just what like, part of italy uh my mom is from sperlunga which is a beach town near rome and mm. my dad is from castroval which is like the literally across the way on the other side of italy it's like a farm area but um you know a lot of like people are out to get you you know don't trust yeah, yeah. anyone like all that kind of always complaining love them they will fucking <laughs> murder for me but like you know it's a uh, italian people are like uh, like how are you uh. <laughs> Uh, like every time I call my mom, I'm like, oh, did I interrupt you in the middle of like suicide? Like, what <laughs> is that? Like, are you okay? It's just like, oh, God. you know, it's so heavy. <laughs> you know, like I said, I grew up in South Philly, yeah. so I'm surrounded. Yeah. You know, there's maybe, I don't know, 10 Irish families in the neighborhood, maybe max. Cause they used to tease us, but all the Irish family had a lot of numbers. Well, I'm one of 10. But the Duffies and the Gallaghers were 11. Mm-hmm. The, the Lewises were nine. Like they, they all had, we all had numbers. And so the, the, like the Martins, I think there's five of them, four or five of them, five. I forget. That'll mess me up. But the Georgie was like the biggest so nobody bothered, you know? So it was like the thing, but in the all Italian neighborhood, all my, I was like, mom, I think I have allergies. And she's like, ugh, you got to stop hanging with the Italians. Yeah. <laughs> like what? I go, no, I, is, do I have allergies? She goes, honey, we're not Italian. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, only Italians get allergies? Yes. So she just go about her business. And then when I moved to LA, I had allergies so bad that I was coughing up blood. So I go, mom, guess who's Italian? Because <laughs> it's true. It's like, but she would, she grew up the same way. Yeah. A lot of Italian immigrants. Like in the neighborhood, whatever. And so all her friends, she had a lot of Irish friends too, but it was just, we were surrounded. We were outnumbered, I should say. Well, I think so. They would not come to school if they had their menstrual cycle. Like, and she was like, (laughs) what the fuck? I have my period. This is true. I have my period right now. My mom said, do you have to go do your show tonight? (laughs) I'm not even, I mean, I was like, I guess I could cancel. I I had a Uh, friend and she would be like, yeah, I'm bedridden. I'm like, we're in fifth grade. I don't know what she was. She wouldn't come to school. I so. mean, I, the Italianness part of it is sort of the complaining and the heaviness. I think the and I don't want to speak for all. I mean, obviously, we're all different, but like, oh, I you do, can shit on them as a whole. No, no, no. But I do oh, think Ita- I, I do think in a lot of kids who are raised by immigrant parents. Oh, oh, OK. There is, you know, either they a lot of them kind of become like, you know, super, super intellect, like very, very successful or at least the people I know, like Maria, who is also first generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It like we're called third culture kids because you don't fully feel like you're integrated into American culture. But I also don't. I'm not an. I'm not in Italian culture because I didn't grow up there. So you sort of grow up like not knowing your identity in a weird yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, so it probably fucks with your not giving a fuckness because my whole family is like, oh, you have to give a fuck because you have to assimilate and don't do the wrong thing. And what are people going right. to think? Like it was a lot of that. Like, what are people going to think? Sure. What's everyone else doing? Is that normal? Is that what people do are here? Are we allowed to do yeah. that? Yeah. Whereas right, like right, my right. husband. Beer. And he, he's just like, you Where's know, he from? He's from Chicago. So he's okay. already got the like, I've seen people Confidence. die, you know, uh, he's black, which he has said, you know, he's like, well, I worry about getting killed <laughs> like in a traffic violation. I don't have time to worry if someone didn't invite me to their party. Right. You know, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, fair. Okay. And, um, Different playing field. You know, I his get dad, it. they're American, you know, they're American. His dad was an entertainment lawyer. His brother was an actor. Oh, amazing. You know, so like. He and he's a man, so he can like shove his feelings down. You know, he's got like a lot going for him. So he he's like super positive and he doesn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And I'm super sensitive and I'm like, I'm an empath. Like, I just I feel it. I feel hard. So I don't know why this is all going this direction. But uh, but yeah, that I don't give a fuckness like, well, so I come back to L.A. So how I got back to L.A. was and this is where I might get kind of weird. So it was a year before I moved back here. 
And I'm pretty intuitive, like the same way I knew like I was going to have Maria's apartment. I say it to my husband, Will, who's also a comic. I go, I have a weird feeling we're going to move to LA next year. I feel like one of us is going to get a job. And he was like- Are you sure you're not psychic? It's the same as intuitive. I mean- I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone can be intuitive psychic. True. Tap into it. And this is a lesson. And now I want everyone to close their eyes. Uh, Here's the thing. So I was like, I have this weird feeling I'm up to LA next year. And he was like, okay, yeah, I could see that. And and then oh, this is weird to say to go, and I have a weird feeling. I don't know. Like, because I knew Mitzi had been sick forever. Like, I have a weird feeling like as soon as I move back, she's probably going to pass because I'm meant to go to her memorial. That's where I saw you for the yeah. first time. I don't know if this is weird to say. So I told someone that they're That's like, right. don't I tell people that. She's right there. Yeah. I was like, hi. Uh, and I was like, I just have this, because I, I want, if she ever passes, I would want to be there. I don't think yeah. I would fly out for it, but I have this weird feeling. See so, all your old friends. Yeah. So all the old women of the comedy so, store. That was so sweet. Yeah. So he, so Will gets it. We're here. We're supposed to be here for a month. Will gets this job that makes us stay. So we just stayed. And then a month later, Okay, you killed Mitzi Shore. I, I like it. Okay. And so I... I was wondering who did it. Yeah, I thought it was Polly, but I guess no, it was you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I uh, I poisoned the popcorn. I um, <laughs> And I was... Pop-torn? Yeah, and so I, uh, I reached out to a couple people here, and I was like... Because I wasn't working here yet, and I didn't know how to get back sure. in or whatever. And I was like, hey, will you, like, make sure I get invited to the thing? So I come. You couldn't bring a plus one. To the memorial. Yeah, we had too many people, Obby. which is fine. Yeah. So I got hammered before I got here. I was oh, so shit. nervous because it was like going to a high school reunion. Oh, yeah. So I had like three glasses of wine and smoked a lot of weed. And I show up and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I see you. So here's the funny thing. I see the two door guys who didn't Immediately. protect me. Okay. And I, because those were the two I was like the most nervous to see because I was either going to yell or cry. And I was like, oh, because they hate me. And they come to, they go, hey, Julia. And they gave me a hug. And like, I'm like, oh, they don't remember. Like, no. It, like, it yeah. was like not a thing. And it was just so weird to be back here. And then, um, yeah. And then I like reached out to Adam like, a month later and was like, hey, no pressure. I used to work here. I would love to like come back if you have room. But and- see, see how you did that? That's amazing. I don't think I said no pressure, but I was like, hey, I'm Julia. But but you introduced yourself like, yeah. look, I haven't been here in a minute because this is what happens. Now the place is busy. Everybody wants in. Yeah. When you were here in 2000, there wasn't a lot of people no. here. No, there was nights. Yeah. Especially as a waitress, Maria would know. We would have to cut people. You would have like five customers sometimes, you know, like it was awful. We weren't making money. But now that it's busy, people that weren't coming here when it was dead. I mean, you moved back east, whatever. Yeah. Now they're like, you know, it's bullshit that I'm not a regular there. I'm like, wait a minute. You got passed like 13, 14 years ago and never came in. Like some some people, 20 years. And they're like, it's bullshit. I need to just be in there. My name's on the fucking wall. And I'm like, that's not how it works. Like, can't you just hit up the booker nicely like that? Yeah. I say, hey, man. Like ego aside, I, I get it. You're a funny person, but. Yeah, I would like to start working there again. I worked there a long time ago. Whatever. Yeah. And he responded. And- yeah. And he was like, come in and do five minutes. And Good. I was like, great. And then what was so lovely was that Ari was in town. Ari Shafir. Shafir. And was hosting Potluck. Potluck. Uh, yeah. He does usually once in a yeah. while. Yeah. And in. so, and it was Oop, so. I'm here. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I want to see who the fucking door goes And it was are. just nice to walk in and see a familiar face. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, like. Because like I hadn't been here in forever, and I was yeah. like, it was weird to be back. And he was like, "You, this is your place." And I was like, "Oh yeah." And then I had a great set, and then I started working here again. And Amazing, it, and it was lovely. And a little bit of that, like, I don't know if it's California or here, but I'm like, I made it my like the last two years. Like my number one goal has been to like try to achieve that. I don't give a fuckness. I mean, I I'll never have it the way I did no, because it was a thing. Hard. Yeah, but like. It's a great, it's great that I've made that my goal rather than like, you must write five screenplays or like something like that. <laughs> because I think that feeling of a like screenplay a week. Yeah. Oh my God. 
but that's also New York energy. Like in New York, I'd be like, I'm going to do a million things and I'm always late and I'm running. <laughs> so you know, true. here I'm like in a hammock smoking a joint being like, what do I want? What does Julia want? You know, <laughs> who am I anyway? Who am I? He's just doing chorus line. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. But uh, yeah. So yeah. it's been uh, my um, favorite, like with you and Maria coming to see me wrestle. Yeah. My favorite the best i still have that picture on my yeah. wall and it's you two in easy rider t-shirts that yeah. you made out of glitter uh, obviously glitter. you had a lot of glitter yeah i did not realize it that. was the glitter pen yeah <laughs> yeah it was fun the we hat. came one of you had mm-hmm. a hat i uh maria i think wore a cowboy like hat. a cowboy hat mm-hmm. hilarious yeah one of my favorites yeah and i think you guys were like even on tv because of it like Probably. in the crowd. Yeah. Because I have either a screenshot or something like, I'm like, oh my God, yeah. it's Maria and Julia. Like, so exciting. But like, also, as far as I don't give a fuckness, how could I give a fuck when my bestest friend was here every night with me? That's true. Do you know what I mean? Like, she she would come and watch my sets and she'd, I don't remember Maria, but the way Maria laughed, she goes, ah! <laughs> like, it's like yes. a really distinct laugh. And I know her, like, so when she would laugh at me, I'd be like, oh, I'm killing. I mean, maybe I wasn't killing, but I was making her laugh. And that was like all I cared about. That's so I was hilarious. having the fucking time of my life. I kind of have that with my husband now, too. So that's oh, nice. I love that. Congratulations. Yeah. That's Thank amazing. You. Yeah. Now, what um, are you doing the road? What are you doing? Um, I mean, I'm go. Well, I'm going to back east next month and then i'm going to europe to do shows in september which i'm really excited Ooh. about um, italy no i'm gonna go to germany switzerland london all right um, hang out with the nazis a little bit yeah I like yeah it. I like it. so i mean traveling like writing a couple things just working on that's amazing you no know, stuff well i'm i'm thrilled you're back i i think you're hysterical Thank and you. i'm I, I can't believe ari brought you up as a new paid right whatever we just like to break our i balls. love it i mean i don't <laughs> Me and the booker adam were torturing him like dude really you didn't yeah. know and he's like i'm sorry like thinking he's gonna get fired i know he came to me and apologize <laughs> but we and love like, to fuck with people so I mean, it's a thing could you imagine if i was like uh yeah, uh, uh, execute him. Yeah, okay, bye. Like, just <laughs> you don't know who I am. Hello, it is a weird. I thing. got passed first time out. But when the I gate. not when easy. I first started working here again, you know, because it took me a while for me to get to know like the new door guys and them to get to know me. And I like the same way I would hate like back in the day going to a club and being like I- I'm on the list. Like it feels so gross, guys. Um, that's what it me. feels like here sometimes when you're like I'm a. I'm a paid regular. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're like, you can't My go. I'm like, on the- I can't. I'm a paid regular. And they're like, oh, oh they covered I'm it. I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, it's, I, I'm not, I just, it's okay. This is as uncomfortable for me as it is for you. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I'm just a human. You're just a human. We're all doing fine. <laughs> Everybody's fine. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much thank for jumping you. in. You're absolutely amazing. You're great. Uh, I can't wait to see your husband perform as well. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and then we'll get him in here. Cool. Yeah, he's black. We, you know, they got an upper hand. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I torture <laughs> everyone that's black. Um, all right, Julia Rossi. You have a website. Yeah, What's your social. Uh, all that stuff? Social is um, no JuliaRossi.com. It's spelled Not your G. social security. The oh my website. Social yes. media. Oh, social. <laughs> what did I say? Social? I'm 87. Uh, when you said, what's your social? I was like, uh, not giving my social security out online. It's juliarazi.com is my website. Uh, Julia Razi on Twitter. And then Ms. MS Julia Razi on Instagram. Because there's another Julia Razi in Italy who's like 14 who hasn't posted Hilarious. in four years. It's Julia with a G. You can figure it out. Julia with a G. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you guys so thank much you. for listening. Julia, thank you for joining me. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, go to my website. A uh, bunch of dates coming up. I don't know when this is coming out. It might be in Edmonton when this comes out. But uh, if you're in Calgary, I mean, uh, Canada, Calgary, Edmonton, <laughs> my brain is dead. Edmonton, come on out. All right. Thank you guys so much. <laughs>